Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. Hey, you lovely bunch of people. Right today, we've got one of our most requested, we love these, some awesome reasons to be alcohol free. And we, we're going to go for three, but what happens is kind of magical. We kind of start talking about one and then accidentally flow into another. And it's really heartfelt. And I think a really, um, yeah, really just a lovely conversation today. So that's all I'm going to say. Just a little teaser for you. So um, yeah, I'm going to shut up and I'll see you there with me and Ellie. See you in a sec. Bonjour, mon ami. How are Bonjour. you, Mr. Sam? Oui, oui, oui. Ça va, C'est Mr. Bon. Sam? C'est bon. Ça va? Got a bit of a headache. Hmm. La tête? Mysterious. <laughs> oh, look, this is testing our French skills. Mm. Um, oui, monsieur. Uh, c'est vrai. Bertie. Oui, je voudrais <laughs> un grand pantalon. Hmm. J'habite Mon... une petite maison. Uh, uh, oui. That was great. That was the. I was, I was about to go into German. Ich habe einen Bruder und eine Schwester. Yeah, my tennis schlagen is kaputt. I'm not sure it is that how you, that is how you say it actually, but you know. Anyway, right. You haven't just joined a Duolingo podcast. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and if you had it would be better than this one (laughs) (laughs) well i mean i don't know i haven't listened to one for a while but you have just joined the uh sam taking over me doing the intro of the present and sober podcast hello folks happy tuesday it's great to be back i feel like i've been away because i well i kind of have been away with my friend coach m from australia doing stuff which will probably filter into this podcast somehow so i'll Tell you a bit of that later. And then it's a bank holiday. We've got three bank holidays here in the UK. Look at yours. Yeah, in this one month. month. Crazy. And then the kids are off school again, striking. So it's just mental. But glad to be here. And we're going to talk today about, it's like we started this series ages ago about celebrating all the amazing things, all the amazing reasons to go alcohol-free. Mm. And we thought we hadn't done one for a while. So we found out that the list has disappeared. Oh, yeah. Um, long story, tech things. I'll get it back. I had a li- so I, had, well, I do still have a list. We're going to go uh, sort of off-list. Off-piste, you might say. Yeah. And talk about three, at least three. No, oh God! Why do I always set us up for more? You were just—you were just, you just telling me off for doing this earlier on. So no, we're going to do th- three things. We might even not do three; might just do two. <laughs> so we will see. So, first reason to be alcohol-free, to enjoy being alcohol-free. What what did we call it originally? Awesome reasons. Awesome, awesome reasons. reasons to be alcohol-free. Um, one of my clients was talking about this very recently and it's it's been able to drive 
whenever you want. At the drop of a hat, I could just fucking go and drive somewhere if I want to. Just go. Yeah, there. I forget sometimes. Like it happened to me just the other day. So I was going to meet my brother uh, and his missus and their friends in this kind of like a I don't know, pizza place kind of bar kind of thing. And I was it's quite nice because it's outside. So I was just going to go uh, just meet them and just hang out with them for a bit. Uh, so I caught the train to town and, and I walked there. And when I got there, I realized there's a car park here. What am I doing? Like, I could have just driven. Most of the time I remember, but every now and again, I just have like a, a mind melt. <laughs> just don't. That's more about me, to be honest with you. Um, but it's yeah, nice to take the train great? every now and again. Yeah, well, this is the why. Like I, it's my kind of my default because I didn't, I didn't have a car for a very, very long time. I just walked mm. everywhere and got, got the train. So, you know, and I'd rather get the train than drive. To be honest, I just sit there with a book or listen to some music or whatever. So, mm. yeah, but yeah, no, it is great. It is great knowing. Yeah, and again, I got a mate's wedding coming up in July, and it was one of those things where it was like it's in the middle of nowhere. It's like in a place where you live, where there's like nothing. There's like barely anything there. You it's can't just get some badges. Yeah, just badges. Rogue there's badges. Like, there's like one bus a week and all this kind of stuff. Just don't get started on the buses. That's <laughs> quite a sore subject at the moment. I was booking it and I was like, um, oh, what are we going to do? The wedding's in the middle of nowhere in this hotel. And I was like, oh, we're just going to drive, aren't we? And then mm. when we leave, we're just going to drive to the we're hotel. just going to drive off again. And it doesn't even matter. It can be two o'clock in the morning. Mm. It won't even matter. It's, it's pretty freaking awesome. The first few times that I could foray out and realise like, well, I can just drive and I can, I can just park somewhere. And then when I've had enough, I can just go. <laughs> I can just go get in my car and it's all, and particularly like in the winter when it's cold and rainy and like just go get in my nice warm car, put my heated seats on and just drive, drive home. I don't, I don't like them. Every don't time. About, I, I think if, if they're on and I know they're, they're coming, I think it's all right. But sometimes Robin, she gets in the car, Sneaks she puts them on. them on by accident. And then I think I've wet myself or something. I'm like, why is the, oh, it's okay. I've had suddenly really warm. Oh, I do like a heated seat. I like a heated anything, heated seat. I haven't got a heated steering wheel. I've often thought that, that might be quite nice of, of a winter month. Yeah, I don't. I mean, the only reason I find it quite surprising I have a car with heated seats, to be honest, it's only because I bought bought my dad's old car um, and it just happens to have heated seats. I'm pretty sure if I bought my car, it wouldn't be on the list. It wouldn't. <clears throat> but this is good this is um this is one of the more i think surprising things because you don't tend to think about this this isn't like your number one reason why you go alcohol free but it's a really nice byproduct of it to just not have to worry about it i remember i was thinking about this the other day i've been to been invited to um one of my friends runs a um uh, 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 branches of different beauty therapy salons i suppose you could call them so she has skin clinics and things and I was invited to this evening where there was this big launch and there's a bunch of women around trying out all of these new products and new, um, what they call different types of therapy. It was really wonderful. And they were handing around glasses of champagne. Like th this is the irony. We'll come on to hydration later, but the irony of, you know, putting all this, you know, stuff onto your face to try and, um, improve your skin and then quaffing champagne at the same time just was lost on me at the time 
uh, and to be part of this and you've got the kind of oh go and oh, have a little top up and then I thought oh, shit I've driven here and I don't actually like I, I mean don't get me like I hadn't drank bottles of the stuff but I'd probably had a couple of glasses and it's like well shit am I now over the limit do I need to hang out here for a bit longer do I need to call a taxi like how do I know if I've had that little bit too much and then and then there's that thing of like well I need to get home I'm probably gonna have to risk it like you know so to just not have that anxiety around am I okay to drive or not because the amount that you can consume and be in inverted commas bunny ears safe to drive is minuscule isn't it it's not a lot we've had a number of people like um, i've spoken to many people we've had people on the podcast whose lives have completely changed from that one trip where they were Mm. slightly over or a bit over and yeah it's um it can be life-changing so from from there's just this kind of thing about freedom with it it's just it's Mm. there's something it's not just about it's obviously not just about driving it's just this i can go when i want when i want i'm in charge and like you said mate i don't have to i don't know you ever like you don't get trapped into a night as well you mean oh god the taxi's coming at three like (laughs) i could really do with like not being here right now whatever you can just sort of do that um yeah it's a pretty good tactic as a when you're you're first starting to go out alcohol free and if you're you're finding your way and you're not sure whether like there's this thing that happens where you start to discern the kinds of events and activities and things that you, um, you know, where you want to effectively spend your time. But the only way to discern that is to go out and try stuff. Mm. And there's a bunch of stuff now that is not my cup of tea. I, th- I always thought that it was actually, I was probably using alcohol to tolerate those things, those events. Uh, and now I wouldn't, put myself into those situations but you kind of have to try these things out and so if you've got the option of right I'm two hours into this I've given it a good try uh everyone's now beyond the point of making any sense so this is a good time for me to go well I can just go and get in the car and go home it's it's a really it's a nice um I was going to call it like a protection mechanism like a safety mechanism but it's it doesn't necessarily you don't necessarily need to think of it like that but to like you said it's the freedom thing it's the well i've got the choice i've got the option yeah yeah there's more to it than it looks like at face value it's a really nice thing to know mm. and uh i think for anyone for for me in particular i think my probably my deepest sort of value is freedom sort of everything yeah. that's kind of underpins everything for me and so for anyone for whom that's true, being able to just do what you want when you want, whatever form that takes, it's pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah, I love it. Well thought up, mate. I, uh, I got lo- and I got lo- so many examples of that as well. It's bloody great. Mm. The um, the other byproduct of this too for folks who are in any kind of caring situation, you know, if you've got kids or you're looking after an elderly relative. And you need like at that point, you know, the critical point that comes at, in the middle of the night or early hours of the morning to be able to unencumbered, right? I'm just, I'm going to go, I'm going to get in the car and go to that person. You know, we've got um, many, many clients that have got 
uh, adolescent children that are getting up to all sorts and to be able to just know that you can get to them wherever they are and be there for them uh, and, and their little friends as well, you know. But like I, I remember as a parent when, uh, when I was a drinker and you think, well, like because my husband and I would both drink of an evening, you think, well, if something happened, what would we do then? Because we both drank, so we, you know, one of us couldn't drive. So what, what, what would you do then? Yeah, there's been, um, again, I've heard from a lot of people that very often the thing that made them decide enough's enough was one of those events happening, and they and they either couldn't do what they wanted to do, um, you know, or had to get in the car under the influence because of that, etc. Um, or or chose to, you know, so they had yeah. to, but they chose to, like that's. And then kind of like sitting and like reflecting on that. So uh, yeah. I can't remember whether I shared this with you or not, but when um, the, the night that my dad died, uh, I was, so I'd, I'd sat with him. He was in hospice, in hospice care. And I'd sat, this is like the, he'd obviously been in there a little while. And and every day you kind of had this vigil of sitting there and, uh, and you can imagine the emotional mm. toll that that takes. And this particular day, I'd sat with him for a good proportion of the day. And uh, and I remember just feeling destroyed. Oh, God, I'm going to get really upset. I remember feeling really destroyed because I was just, I, I was looking at him mm. as he was trying to take a drink through, oh, this is fucking awful. You know those, um, you know, kids have them, like curly-whirly, like mm. straws. I used to yeah. fucking love those as a kid. And there I am, like, looking at my dad, just, like, shell of a person, trying to take a fucking drink through a curly-whirly-whirly straw. And I just remember thinking, like, that, like, how, how can it be like this? Like, how 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 is this, like, your, your final moments, you know, drinking through a fucking curly-whirly straw? So... That that was kind of the final <laughs> the final straw for that day for me. And I sat there and I thought like I'm like I'm I'm just I'm done today. Like I can't. My shift is over. My sister or whoever came in, and and I just needed a release. And I drove at the time I was studying up at Newcastle, and I drove up to Newcastle because that's where all my friends were. It's about a good hour away, and I got there, and the first thing that I wanted to do was be with my friends and I was like I don't know what was I 20 and so and they were drinking because it was evening time and I'm sure that there was that pull for like oh I just need to have a drink and I remember one of my friends said to me just hold off just don't have a drink just yet because you might not want to have had that drink and I'm so glad that she said because my you know when you're in that state where you just want to I just wanted to let go of all of this um, stuff that was going on, and and I didn't. I listened to her. I was f- with it with it enough to listen to her. And about I don't know two hours later, something like that, my sister messaged me and she said, "Just get here now." And um, I I remember getting in the car and just like driving as fast as I could. Mm-hmm. And I got there and. Um, He'd he'd waited for me to arrive. My dad always used to wink at me. And as I walked into 
walking past the nurses and you can see everybody's like looking at you like with not not with pity but just with so much compassion for it because they see this day after day after mm-hmm. day and they you know here like this is this is the end of it all and uh, I walked into his room and everybody was by his bedside and um he just he just turned and looked at me and he winked at me and that's when he passed away and it was just like that fucking moment if I'd have that means everything to me to have been able to be there at that moment and had that point of connection with him mm-hmm. and alcohol if I'd have drank alcohol would have taken that away from me how poignant is that? And and so I'm forever grateful to that friend that said, don't drink, because in all likelihood I would have done. No, you haven't shared that. But I think um I think there's been a lot of moments like that that have uh, been taken from people mm. because mm. of it. And every moment like that that doesn't get taken, you know, is is just one one more. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that, mate. That's, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty powerful. And I think for many, we all have things where we, you know, and it's one of those things, I think it's for any, for any of us who have missed a moment or, you know, we sense that we may have done, it's one of those things where it's not, it's not, on us like it's like to like to carry yeah. that is not the you know we we're, were just doing what makes sense so it's like for whatever reason in that moment where you didn't take that drink like that's it's just so beautiful that you heard that and i think for many people they might not have done and on another day like you're saying you feel as if you might not have done just mm. but for whatever mm. reason that you did um and i think so if if, if for anyone you know anyone who's had those moments where they feel like they they didn't listen like it's uh it's it's just one of those things. I think we just have to accept it, release it and own the most beautiful fact for any of us, which is from the moment you make the decision to take your power back from alcohol, you have all of those moments for the rest of your life. And um, yeah, it's like people talk about it. So it's, it's kind of like a, where are we going to choose to put our attention thing? Cause so the other day, someone in one of the groups was talking about how, I think, I think maybe I shared something about like, you know, how magical sunsets are and how the morning, the morning and the evenings are just beautiful golden hour, watching the sun come up, watching mm. it go down. And there were, there was a real mixture between how people saw it. Half of the people were kind of like, sunsets are incredible, absolutely beautiful, amazing. And other people were sort of like, I just can't let go of the fact that I've missed so many of them kind of thing. It's like, yeah, yeah but, but 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 look the other direction because you've got however long any of us are left who have got left on this planet they've, you've got one of them every single morning and every single night to enjoy and, and and i think how like a day or a week or a year spent awake to just being awake to the beauty of all of that mm-hmm. um is so powerful it's never too late it's just that's no. just it's, it just isn't i'm so glad that you said that because it's it's absolutely the truth and anything that you think that you've lost when you when you shed all of the nonsense that you've been carrying around for so long and this comes with the clarity of being alcohol free when you when you continue to walk down this road the things that you thought that you'd lost along the way you recover them and so 
it in the alternate universe where I did drink and I didn't have that moment with my father. Now that that would have caused me a lot of pain, no doubt about it. But what I know now, this far down the road, is that 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 connection, that moment of him winking at me, like I've got that whenever I want that. It's always there. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's always there. But that's coming courtesy of being able to come home to myself. And to be able to do that, alcohol needed to be entirely out of the way. Mm-hmm. So anything that you think that you've lost, mm-hmm. you haven't lost it at all. It's just this process of this this gentle recovery of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. compassion is like the first order. So if you're in a cycle of beating yourself up and feeling guilty and remorseful, that's only going to slow you down. So the sooner that you can let go of that stuff, the better. Yeah, because it, um, like you say, like the kind of gentle recovery. A bit. I think sometimes these things are a bit like a a bit like a tidal wave, right? Um, but however, like however it comes, it's 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 kind of okay. It. Yeah. I mean, I, I a lot of people they they get very sort of caught up on. You know, but maybe a parent wasn't there for their child through their you know formative years as they see it. Or, you know, there's there's so many different faces this kind of pattern could take. Mm-hmm. And the idea is, I mean, I often talk about, you know, we stop drinking or we stop drug taking or whatever it may be. Um, and we can kind of like hear the telephone ringing. And, and, it's, and it's like this, it's all those feelings. It's all that stuff. We pick the phone up mm-hmm. and we hear it. And I think very often that's, that's beautiful. Like whatever moves through us, that kind of like you, you weren't your best self. You weren't like, and you kind of feeling that is, is the way through it. And that can, you know, it's, it's difficult. It's challenging sometimes, but then we have to put the phone down. Cause I think what a lot of people do is they just keep picking that phone up thinking if I just yeah. keep going through this, then in the end I'll punish myself enough and I'll be able yeah. to yeah. change things. But we can, you know, it is, you know, the past isn't a place it's done like it's done, but the one, but the, the shitty bit of not releasing it is that we innocently kind of carry it on because the thing is all we want is to be there right so if we want to be there for our kids for the rest of the time that we're on this planet put the phone down and be there for them because the gift that you're giving them by going alcohol free is hugely empowering and there are a lot of people who for example might kind of bumble through life and like in a mixture of different degrees of presence um how present they are to their kids and all these kinds of things but i think for for many people who go through a journey of substance use disorder um or whatever in whatever way there is a light that gets shone on life which makes you just present in a way that many people aren't and that's a real gift that you can give to people so hey it may be that there's something that you would would never want to repeat again that's happened but you've got this incredible opportunity of being present for the people that you love for Mm. the rest of your life and that's a huge gift like it's a huge gift so and it looks to me that if you look in that direction and if you just kind of accept what was, accept what is, and just just move from that place, then the sort of anything's possible. You can heal relationships you didn't think you'd be able to heal. You can find connections with people who aren't even here in the world of form anymore. Yes. Yeah. You can like literally, so like there's so many things that you can do that, that 
yeah, as I say, probably didn't even seem possible. So it's a really cool discussion. I don't know how, that it's quite kind of cool that we rolled into this because I feel like this we would kind of like get to title this bit after the fact, mate. This feels like a um the the beauty of being present for all of life and and also being able to accept the moments that you perhaps weren't as present as you'd like to be but then turn that into a catalyst for more presence um going on from this point forwards but yeah yeah Lots and as a as a teaser we've got an episode coming up about specifically about self-care and so that is going to be really important as a backdrop to being able to be with yourself through you know the um the first phone call the first listening and then to be able to release it to be able to not pick it back up again yeah that takes a lot of courage because it's just i know that we've probably been nattering now for nearly an episode i don't know how long we've been chatting for but just as a way to kind of um put maybe a oh no it's not a ball coming is it a thing on it no a, a, a period on it oh god how american of me a full stop well if you're going to say period you've got to do it in a u.s accent period <laughs> <laughs> um Sorry to all my, I have so many American friends these days. Most of our listeners, are, lots of our listeners are from America as well. So I apologize to all of you, but, um, you know, it is, we do say, we all do it. We say things differently, don't we? And I've just suddenly started saying things like period, fall. Um, what else have I been saying? Apparently I don't say the word, but right anymore. Like according to how I normally used to do it, apparently I do it in some other way now. As in, but, as like, in but, ass. Or something. No, as in like, like the, uh, no, the connect like the. Like, I like big butts and a candle. <laughs> no, like not that. like that. Not like that kind of butt. <laughs> like um, yeah, I've forgotten the word for it. It's like it's a oh man, it's an English teacher. I just haven't. Oh, no, so, I'm just so gonna let you suffer. Forget it, all this mate. stuff, man. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, conjunct uh, whatever whatever it is. One of them. Uh, see now I've totally forgotten what we're talking about. Oh, here's the thing. It 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 feels like it feels logical to one part of us to want to just kind of continually punish ourselves, so that we can kind of release ourselves from the, the kind of pressure of it and then start behave like, and, and make an amends for what's happened, but it doesn't work like that. That's the thing. It's like the courage to have grace for ourselves and be kind to ourselves and, and do mm. something differently um, is it seems a bit scary at first and then we then we realize like oh no that is actually the way to do it so um yeah yeah well i didn't expect to be here at this point of the episode but i'm glad that we are that was all coming from being able to drive mate yeah well that yeah actually that's pretty cool isn't it that that would all flood out of that one thing hmm. well let's see where we go with this bad boy ready go number two not needing a holiday from a holiday <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we've all it's mad isn't it one of my it's so bad with this kind of stuff friend of a friend from way back got back from a week in ibiza and then had to spend 24 hours on a drip <laughs> i shouldn't have, i'm not laughing <laughs> but I... shit. it's just like oh man just this kind of stuff is like literally not you don't need a holiday from a holiday you need fucking medical care <laughs> well i'll tell you what when i got back from my last hurrah when i got back from my vegas trip 
So this was the infamous trip a few months before I stopped drinking. And a couple of my friends were getting married out there and it had been planned for a good long while. And it was the first time I'd been away from the kids ever, I think, other than a light yoga retreat. And it was it was so weird, like leaving, actually just leaving the house with only stuff for myself. I was in the taxi down to the airport and I kept checking everything like, you know, I don't, I don't have enough stuff with me because usually I've got stuff for three kids. And once I settled into it, it was like, wow, this is like talk about freedom, had this new newfound sense of freedom. Got down to the airport, met my friend. So it's probably about, I don't know, nine o'clock in the morning. What are we going to do? Go to the champagne bar. <laughs> and that was oh, it. Yes. And 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 therein was the, the whole break because we were there for, I don't know, something like three or four days. It was like a short space of time. And I was shit-faced the entire time I was there. And I had a fabulous time. But, God, I would love to go back. I've said this many a time. I would love to go back and have all of the experiences that I had fully present and sober ah, do you see what I did there present and sober the, like that's what I would love I'd love to go back and do all of those things eating in the dark dinner in the dark all of that stuff um Superman flying down Fremont Street or whatever it's called like it, it, it was just out of this world I mean what a place Vegas out of this world and I remember at parts of it like I, I blacked out when I was there like it it, it was a bit I had one of those awakenings of like oh this isn't me anymore you know this might have been me in my 20s this might have been us in our 20s but this isn't me like it felt strongly um at odds with my true self um and so when I got back I remember the car dropping me off and coming up the drive and seeing at the time Noah was only one she was tiny and I walked up the drive and she saw me in her little face when she saw me at the at the window. And and again, that was like another moment of, oh, wow, yeah. And I felt so, a bit like your friend, I felt so physically ill. I didn't need to go on a drip, but I was pretty fucking close to it. And I, I didn't drink for a good week. And I was like, the old, I'm never drinking again. This is terrible. Like, I felt so physically awful. But then obviously I did go back to drinking for a period. But the, those markers on that trip were really pronounced, you know, like, you know, when you have those moments of something shifted and changed here, I can't go back from this now. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the, it's funny because when I think about, so I love music festivals and all that kind of stuff. And when I think about it now, I get really, really excited about being there, being in the sun, having a dance, like connecting with people. And the, I can remember there was a time where going to a situation like that and not having like plenty of drugs, alcohol, whatever to, I would have been like, oh, I don't think I want to go. And now it's totally flipped. Now it's yeah. kind of like, I can't, I can't, like that doesn't seem, wouldn't seem like fun because I, I kind of know what it's like. I can remember having this moment. I went to this seven day festival in Portugal a few years back and uh, it was hot, man. And I can remember walking around, looking at all these people like hanging, hanging in the sun. I was like, oh my God, drinking in the sun. It only makes sense because we've got some like mad story about it. And because it's like cold in a glass, like it's, mm. it's not actually, 
if you took away the fact that it was a drink and it was something that you were to like, I don't know, just imbibe a different way by smoking it or snorting it or whatever, like it wouldn't like doing it in the sun would be like this, this thing that like dehydrates you and all the rest of it. And so, yeah, I kind of think that, that there is a time for all of us where we feel like we think we're going away. I used to always think that I was going away to explore certain places and see certain things. And of course that was a part of it. And I do love being in nature. I do love being outside. I do love exploring stuff and all those kinds of things. But so much of it was only going to be enjoyed if there was alcohol in tow. And then the alcohol takes over. So I can, I've, I've got endless lists of like city, city kind of like benders that I went on with mates or, or like, and and we you sort of get there on the first night. You spoke, you know, you're supposed to just have a quiet one. You overcompensate. You spend ages in bed the next day. All you can really think about when you're supposed, you know, you're supposed to be doing the cultural shit, but you end up just hanging out in a bar and, you know, and just and kind of just and then suddenly you slowly like that you become nocturnal, and just the whole thing. And then and then you're on the aeroplane home, and the actual window of opportunity where you had to. Enjoy, not just enjoy yourself but remember what happened is tiny because you were either feeling like shit wishing wishing away that until you could have a drink and then or drunk and then time you know flies and all the rest of it and then and then you literally be on the way home thinking to yourself yeah i feel loads worse than when i went and these days <laughs> it doesn't doesn't off it like it doesn't always happen because sometimes you're obviously a bit more tired if you've but i've been to a number of festivals over the past few years where I've come back, obviously, maybe a little bit less slept than I might normally be because I go to bed at half nine at night. But um, but actually feeling better in terms of of like, you know, connection, having had fun, having, you know, those kinds of stuff. And I, and I get back and I could happily just roll into kind of going and work, like doing a, doing a coaching call or something like that. Cause it's just, you know, why wouldn't mm. I? It's just like, I've just had fun and just kind of looked after myself as we're previously I want like, I want a week off if I could have it, um, <laughs> just recover from what had happened. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's mad. It's so I'm... mad to reflect how much stuff's changed. Yeah, and you think about the amount of um, money that gets spent. You know the the amount of money that you invest in these trips, and then, you know, we all get a finite. Well, so we all we work for ourselves, so it's slightly different, but you've got an amount of holiday in theory to invest each year and some people don't get much holiday at all so you invest that time in what could be nourishing restorative time and then end up making yourself feel terrible that you know you then need time to recover afterwards it's crazy but there's so much wrapped up in it you know it's it's the the beliefs the stories around holidays and drinking are just so so old so entrenched yeah and then you'll get to a point where i mean i can i I mean this isn't quite holidays but it's a it's a funny thing to reflect on i was talking about this the other day i can remember um that friday night kind of feeling was long gone for me i can remember it being about when i was a teenager like, yeah, excited for Friday night or whatever, going to go out with my mates, have some fun, et cetera. And probably by the time I was, I don't really know. It didn't take very long for that to kind of go away because suddenly when I was drinking every day, it 
it was kind of like Friday was just kind of like another day of drinking. And I, and I, and I didn't feel great from, from all the previous days. So yeah, it, it kind of was really different and I'd kind of forgotten about that. Um, mm. And then, and actually then it got to the point where sometimes I'd be, fr- I wouldn't go out on a Friday night because I, because I, I'd stay in and I'd be at home and then go out on a Saturday. Cause I knew that if I went out on a Friday night, I knew what would happen. So I'd, I'd like be good. And then like, you know, you know, but then I'd, you know, reward myself on the Saturday and and things would be even worse. Um, but, uh, yeah, about, I don't know, probably, I, I don't know how long it was seven or eight months into being alcohol free. I started to get this kind of like weird, I was like, Oh, I'm really excited about Friday night. Like I'm, I'm excited about there's a special event on Friday or we're going socializing on Friday night or, you know, we've got my week's work out the way. And, and I started to get the, like, I started to get that back. And I was like, oh, that's really funny because previously I'd have thought it was impossible to have that if there wasn't some kind of substance yeah. like there, because that's where it was coming from. But it wasn't. It's actually coming from just, yeah, having a good time, hanging out with people that you love and all those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so now quite often, like I, so I've been thinking about things that are coming up in the summer and get filled with loads of excitement about it and just, and generally, genuinely just get really like, oh, I can't wait. That's going to be amazing about it in a way that, yeah, but it's wholesome. I, I, there's mm. not going to be like some massive bill to pay. I'm not going to have to, I'm going to be hanging for however many days afterwards and all the rest of it. Um, I just mm. might need a, a night of uh, a bit of, a bit of extra sleep. I need an early night and I'm over it. Right. Which yeah. is such a, such a different place to be. Yeah. That uh, discovery or rediscovery that you talked about, I think is one of the most beautiful things to see in people within these coaching groups to see people experience their first mm. holiday and that oh wow well, I was up to watch the sunrise I did some yoga on the beach yeah. <laughs> had a really lovely breakfast and got to go on the excursion I wanted to go on and it just you know having all of the senses online and being able to see things in a really different way it's just, it's lovely. I, th- that's one of my favorite things is when people have their first, first holiday, first cruise, whatever the thing is. And they're like, ah, oh, this can be really magical. This is really, it's rewriting the story entirely. It's wonderful. It's often a turning point for people. Mm. Um, yeah, big time. And if you're listening to this and thinking, I've had an alcohol free holiday and it wasn't all unicorns and rainbows, well, you, like, I hear you like it doesn't necessarily mean that the first time it's going to be all that and there's still some stuff to learn and we might be re- realigning with what we want from a holiday and all that kind of stuff um mm. but there's no like this this looks like an absolute fact to me you know we're wired to be able to have this incredibly wholesome life that's full of fun and joy like there's it's not really there's no requirement for us to have to have alcohol or substances in there to make these things fun they're they're incredibly fun in their own in their own right it's just there's some stuff in the way and when, once that clears you know and it may like ellie said it might just be a like a belief that's hanging around or some kind of that it will it will shake out but if you're listening if you're coming and listening to podcasts like this or if you're going into you know coaching groups or if you're doing stuff um with us or with this naked mind or with with any of this kind of stuff those kinds of things are going to like it's gonna it's not it's not gonna stay like that it's gonna become really magical um mm. That's cool, mate. Maybe this would be a nice place to put a full stop. 
and because uh, I think we've uh, yeah yeah oh that was really cool we didn't even get to number three no uh, need and, to and I even I even told everybody what it is so we'll have to come back and do hydration another time <laughs> hydration yeah yeah it's a biggie all right anything else you feel like you'd want to say before we uh, hit that hit that button just thanks for being here thanks for listening there's some stuff coming up so yeah. if you're not in the facebook group which would be mental make sure that you get in there and keep your eyes peeled because there's some stuff gonna happen very soon Woo. righty love you laters so I always say with these things, it's kind of fractal. You open up one amazing reason to be alcohol-free and another one appears and another one appears and so beautiful. And we've, we've got a whole series of these. So for any of our new listeners, if you go back through any of our back catalogue, of which there's over 100 episodes now, all of the ones that are named something like awesome reasons to be alcohol free or something around that like they're they're all of the the ones in this series but of course you can absorb these in in any way you like and uh yeah don't forget to, to join the facebook group and let us know what you're uh, thinking about them all. all right team see you next week